Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Hello. I have three questions for you. When you're talking NBA with your white co-workers, do you say that Dallas Mavericks point guard Luka Doncic is the best player in the NBA to position yourself as non-threatening in the office? And when black people think that you talk like a white person, do you reply, hey, hey, you would too if you graduated from an HBCU. Are you Rachel Dozer? If you do or are any one of these three, then you are suffering from the contribution of white privilege. Hi, my name is Nasur Nuru, and if you are looking to go from Wayne Newton to Wayne Brady, please give us a call at 1-800-HELL-NO-CAMES. That's 1-800-HELL-NO-CAMES. Give us a call now before you turn into TV. Everybody on a Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash and burn 40 on the Yeah, I'm acting dirty if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black nation. Hold on. And now we have Hanif Sowell, the senior correspondent of the light skinned delegation. Wait, what the f is that? Light skinned delegation? <laughs> We, the light-skinned delegation slash coalition slash network, would like to interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you this emergency announcement. We did not, I repeat, we did not authorize some Senator Kamala Harris to wear those single soul Thames. The delegation has sent a cease and desist order to Kamala effective immediately. If she wants to keep her light skin privileges, she will need to denounce those boots and purchase a pair of double sole new buck Thames for the remainder of the fall. There are certain things as a black person that cannot be condoned and we will not stand for it. The delegation nearly endorsed Donald Trump as a result of this egregious act. Unless those boots are flame retarded and can single handedly stop out forest fires, they are expressly prohibited. No further questions at this time. Pushes through crowd. Hey, yo, what the f? This is a palace right here. Why do you hate social media? The reason why I'm asking is because last night I was watching this show on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And it's about how like big tech companies that we use every day, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google, uh, all of the big companies that you use on a regular basis is essentially uh, recording what you pay attention to and then using it to sell that information to advertisers to advertise stuff to you. Um, but they can do it in a way so much to where it's like they can even start to shift your behavior. And that was what the documentary was about. So it's like your timeline is showing you in a specific manner to influence your thinking. So even down to like who you interacting with on social media is controlled by some algorithms and some machinery that is doing these, these massive calculations to get you to do what they want you to do. So you being the only person, well, not the only person, but one of the few people I know in our age group who doesn't participate in social media, I wanted to know what, what made you hate it. 
I was going to talk about this in the intro, but since you're telling me about social media, asking me about social media and why I hate it, I might as well talk about it now. Hanif, I, I sinned. America, I sinned. Okay? I don't care that I sinned. I just want you to know that I sinned. I went to a COVID strip club. That's right, y'all. I did it. Bill Murphy said we have 25% capacity. Strip club said we're going to do it at 50. And I'm one of those 50. God, I was there. I went to some spot. It was called Tees and Pattis. That's right. I'm throwing out names to us on Getty. This spot has some beautiful black women, some beautiful Latina women. Here's the issue with social media. And you're like, what, what does a strip club got to do with anything? I walk in this strip club. They tell me, yo, if you come inside, if you stay inside, you must keep your mask on at all times. But there is a patio outside where you can, you know, take off your mask, smoke some hookah, you know, do all the COVID things you would like to do in your life. Sure. As soon as I walk in the bar, as you know, there were two dancers, two dudes. Did they have their mask on? Absolutely not. I asked for a Long Island iced tea. They charged me $20. I then knew I would not be here much longer. So when I went to the back, this is why I'm answering your. This is how I'm going to answer your question, honey. When I went to the back, I seen a bunch of naked Latina women, right, with nice bodies, you know, just but you know, in a stripper outfits, sitting down on patio chairs, not doing anything but selfieing themselves. I'm gonna say this again because you ain't saying nothing right there. <laughs> into a back of a patio around a bunch of naked women who are there to try to take a man's money or a woman's money, whoever wants to come there to quote unquote be entertained, and they're sitting there looking at their own phones. Yeah, That's... I'm sorry, lady. I thought you were here to try to take somebody's money. Right. I guess you got enough money. How can we just talk and maybe go to Hook and Real tomorrow then? <laughs> so they have taken your soul, brother. Mm. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, don't matter. Even LinkedIn to an extent mm. have found a way to make you, you, you have given up your interpersonal communicative skill mm. to try to have your 15 minutes of fame based on likes based on followers. This is another job for you. I think everybody should just, on a new income tax, if you unemployed, don't say you unemployed. Say you are a marketing strategist for Instagram. That's what you should say. Uh, about and that. see if you can get some tax money back from that because it's a job now. These are the things I used to hate as a songwriter. Yo, you got to build your following up. Yo, why can't I have investors that's going to build my following up? It's my job to create Music, create content. This is the reason why we're having a meeting. You like my music, right? Yeah. All right. So let's work on, you work on the behind the scenes stuff. I work on the things that I know stuff. Right. Why are you asking me to take another four hours out of my day just to go grab followers? They don't even know why they should follow me. I'm just asking, think about it. When, you, when you're trying to get followers, you're basically just requesting to be followed. You feel me? Right. It's just a request. The people have to see your Instagram, see your smoking mirrors, and see if they can line it up to a to a, 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 a idea of, yeah, you know what? I can f*** with Hanif. Seems pretty cool. Cool. Right. That's whack as hell. Because they don't know who you are for real. 
they don't really see your talent for real. It has given, and on a celebrity level, it has given people that, no disrespect when I say this, have no talent given a platform. Mm. Yo, a lot of these people that are on Instagram, they do these 60 second things and they, they kind of funny. They're not really funny in real life. Right, right. They have no disrespect to them. They have no talent. You holding your phone and saying something funny for 60 seconds is not necessarily a talent. That's luck. We can all say something funny in 60 seconds. Right. It's curated, too. You know what I'm saying? You never know how many takes they get, how many, you know, times that they get to try at it to perfect it. And yeah, and then it's about who the, the actual platform is showing it to. So if the platform sees like, okay, this person is getting a lot of attention, we can ratchet it up a little bit to give it some more attention. And then it just keeps going and going and going. And then, you know, you kind of just famous by default because uh, oh. you got a bunch of people who following you and who following each other, who liking what their friends like, and they don't necessarily, you know, care for it one way or the other. And you, you're not going to make any money just because Instagram decided to give you a thousand likes. It don't work like that. Right. It don't work like that. And then because of this new algorithm thing that they doing, basically they about to start putting y'all in groups. They about to start classifying you. I thought this was a place that was free. You can do what you want. Now they classing you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you only have 2,000 followers and Oh, well then you're going to have to hang out with the 2,000 follower game. Mother That's what's about to happen to y'all. Facebook has a limit. You know what I'm saying? Gotta, like, yo, it shouldn't be no limit. Uh, shouldn't be no limit. Right. But, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know what Mark Zuckerberg be thinking. You know what I'm saying? He about to get halfway banned for, for, for letting Trump have these crazy ads on air. Because, you know, even though he's a Republican and you know who he gonna vote for, you know, he has to showcase some type of fairness. Right. You know? But, you know... Russia and shit. But anyway, I won't get into that either. But that's the problem with this. Is what one thing I will respect about what the social media sites and Spotify and Title, a lot of these, you know, web app type of stuff that's been going on these last 10 years. What I will respect about it, what I really will respect about it is how they found a way to treat themselves like television. And what I mean by that is they have advertisement on this shit. You know, the same companies, J.P. Morgan, Snickers, the things you see on TV, they're advertising online now. Before you watch YouTube, not only can you get a, a, a advertising a advertisement about football, you also may get one about, you know, a, a small business that's looking for a come up. You know what I mean? Where they have built a monopoly of advertising dollars on a place that was just free for everyone. And because everybody wants to feel important, thinks that they are important just because they are alive. And I get that in this humility, but understand this, who has the most followers on Instagram? It ain't your little thought friend that works at taste. You know what I'm saying? No, Tom ain't up. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't, it ain't her. You know who it is? It's Snoop Dogg. Taraji P. Henson. The cast of Baby Boy? 
The whole Catch the Baby, because they're celebrities, they were popular before Instagram was, you know what I mean, before Instagram arrived. Why does Quavo hate Hennessy? I don't know what to say about this. I mean, this is just a smart marketing move. Again, just to go back to the social media thing. Social media is so large for celebrities. This is a platform for them without a label saying, you know, you know, when you have a label in front of you that's backing you, sometimes you may you may have to say the things that they want you to say. You know? It's you know, just because you represent, let's say, the NBA or the MLB, that doesn't mean that the commissioner can't give you a call and say, hey, why did you say that? Don't don't say something like that like that. So when you have this independent platform, you can do what you want, say what you want, try to, you know, grab your your your, your following, grab your followers up, your fans. And that's what Quavo is doing. He's using that those platforms to let his people know, hey, don't cop Henny, get Martell. You know, that's that's smart. Nothing wrong with that, you know. But now I got to drink some Martell just to see if Martell is better than Henny. Right. Because I've had, I have passed the Cavassier and I'm passed on that. That's, that's okay. Right. Cavassier is okay. Um, I don't know. I don't mean to like bring some hood and hood out of me, but I mean, I grew up on the Paul Masson E&J. That was the swag. Like when you, when you first started buying liquor, like when you get the fiends to go buy the liquor for you. Right. You know? Yeah. E&J and Paul Masson was, was, that was the drinks, you know? And Hennessy is better than all that. That's all I can say about it. I really like Hennessy. Like, I don't even drink that much no more. But if I had to have a shot of something, I want a shot of Hennessy. Or a shot of Remy. Which one do you like more about it? So, uh, Remy was my drink, like, before Henny. Yeah. Like, all, all my brother used to get was Remy. And that was the thing that we would get all the time. Then I kind of switched back to Henny um, when I got into college. Yeah. And then uh, then I would just go back and forth. But definitely Remy, 1738 Remy. Um, oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then I just straight stick with VSOP, Henny, nothing, nothing special. And then I, I recently just, uh, well, when Duce came out, I started rocking with them. All right, look, we got 14 seconds left on this topic. Quick. What was the hardest drink you have ever drunk? I'm going to tell you mine real fast. It was a Bacardi 151 with orange juice. You go. Four seconds. Uh, 151 and Country Time Lemonade was the hardest. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a poly right here. Why do I hate the NFL's moment of unity? Let me be very, very clear about this. Because there is a political answer and there is a black American answer. Really. So, here's something that you may not like to hear, honey. One way to see why someone can hate this moment of unity, even though the players have every right and they should do it if that's what they want to do. But the problem is the med- America's sports media has made this, 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 they have created a narrative to let, to say that sports is an escape. It's an escape. So think about it. COVID, 
protests, rioting, black people not feeling, not feeling shit right now again. Uh, Biden, Harris, Trump, there's a lot of tension going on outside. And we don't even have to be outside to be a part of it. But if you are outside and you're a part of it, you might get shot by some 17-year-old white kid in, you know, in that town in Wisconsin, you know? It's crazy. So people want that quote-unquote escape. I don't agree with that terminology. It's entertainment. And I guess with entertainment, you do want a moment of escapeness, but it's not an escape. It's just you want to be entertained, you know? When I come home and if I had a girlfriend, I'm not saying she got to come home and me. Hey man, we can go. If we can if I could meet her at the house. We playing some good music. I don't know, maybe some summer walking. We just chilling. We bobbing, talking about our day. About to take a shower together and get right. That's great. The problem is that the people have spoken in that stadium. Like, yo, this is just a bit much. Now let's go on the Black American answer. It's just people hating on people that want change. If your life seems okay, where your five-day work week have gotten you, you know, this middle American income and, you know, your kids don't want for nothing and, you know, you can cheat on your husband whenever you can or your mm-hmm. husband can cheat on you whenever you can and, you know, no one really knows anything but you know everything. But, hey, you know, you still got Sunday fun days with the family so and the mortgage is paid, so, you know, cool. Then... Not only can you protest and say, I don't even want to watch sports. On on the other hand of this, it's like, yo. We're going through so much right now. Is sports really that important? Nope. You know, And, and I'm not and I love sports. But if sports said right now, look, we just can't play due to COVID. I would understand. But some people out here in America, they wouldn't understand. And on top of that, they don't even understand the, the awareness of these of the of the modern day player, which is up. And here's the problem with the modern day player. The modern day player is asking for change. Patrick Mahomes, uh, J.J. Watt, uh, to some degree, LeBron James, you know. They're asking for change. Right. The problem is, is that they're asking for change, making 33 million, which makes an average person hate on them. Mm-hmm. Average person don't like the fact that this wannabe Malcolm X, uh, this cosplay Malcolm X character gets to make 33 million regardless of COVID or not. And now you want to waste another 15 minutes of, of me coming here so you can go and take a knee for... Brianna, George, and everyone else. They don't like that. It's, it's very, it's, for me, it's a mixed feeling because on a person that's watching the product, let me tell you what CBS and, and Fox and ESPN, they're going to film the pageantry. They have no choice because <clears throat> the players have spoken. They got to they, they show it. Now you have given an, a, a way for people to just hate on the sport more. And say, you know what, I'm I'm really just torn out of it because the majority of people here just don't like this. They just don't like it as, um, oh, man, don't don't use your platform to tell me about, you know, the violence and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, yo, 
These are people that come from that place. So if you want to have your Caucasian kids shake my hand and want to be just like Jamal Murray, want to be just like Kyrie Irving, then they got to understand that we don't come from no suburb from Pasadena. Mm. We come from knife wounds, poor quote-unquote poor education, and police brutality. And we're going to take our time and talk about this because every time we out here balling and y'all want to shake our hand and give us your white women and think life is good, y'all kill somebody that look like me. Which means, you know what? I could screw up one time in front of you and you'll probably get me too. You can say whatever you want now. I'm done. <laughs> um, well, the reason why I hate it is because it's mad disingenuous. And I think that's the energy that it's, it's calling upon. That's why the people hating on it. And I be looking at this a lot like, you know, whatever the racist fans are, you know, calling for or whatever they're saying, they're also noticing that this is uh, coming from a place of opportunity and not genuine concern for the black players who make up the majority of the league. You know what I'm saying? Colin Kaepernick started protesting in what, 2016? Yes. He started kneeling at that point, and they essentially blackballed him from the in- industry. Yep. They admitted that they did it, and they paid yep. him an undisclosed amount of money, yep. and then they rejected him from ever coming back into the league. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They staged a phony workout for him to kind of come and, and show off to make it look like they're doing something as a way to... And that was before, like, everybody started protesting. I think it was, like, another police shooting that it was surrounding... Things were still getting a little getting a little tense. But then once George Floyd hit, now they're like, oh, we were wrong on Kaepernick. Right? But then they still aren't gonna offer him a job. You know what I'm saying? So we still here. And then and then you say, players, y'all can't knee, but we'll stand in the middle of the field and, and interlock our arms and look like we're standing in solidarity for something. But we're still saluting this flag that Colin Kaepernick was protesting. It's disingenuous, man. And it's a way for them to save face in the midst of on, you know, the black agenda. But but hold up. But when you say that, just less to the listeners, you are saying you're talking about the leagues. You're not talking about the players. No, I'm talking about the league. I'm saying that this was the compromise that they came up with the play union or whatever. But it's still like it's still telling you you can't need. We're not going to have that. But we'll do something to, you know, look like we're doing something. But it's it's still mad. Here's the thing, your f***ing knee. Wait, f***ing knee, the national anthem, lift every voice and sing. Although I love that song. Great song. Like, all of it at this point now, this is, yo, they have, yo, they're gambling on this now, honey. Do you know that? Yeah. You can gamble on the national anthem. And I'm not talking about just the Super Bowl. I'm talking about now. How many white players going to take a knee? You can gamble on that. Right. It's stupid. And I can't tell nobody to get back to the game and play. So that's why my stance is just quiet. It's neutral. You know, when the NBA players say we're not going to play, I didn't jump on Facebook. I don't have a Facebook. But I wouldn't jump on Facebook and be like, yo, this some bullshit. Like, it's nothing to say. It's like, yo, whenever y'all ready, bro. Hmm. Why do I hate Tyler Perry shoes? 
I want to preface this by saying that, you know, I love Tyler Perry as a businessman, uh, entrepreneur, self-made billionaire, you know, black activist and all the things that he does for the community. What I hate about Tyler Perry's uh, movie making or, or television show making is that he brags consistently that he makes the shows in record time. So like, he's like, <laughs> we, shot, we shot 20 episodes in 19 days. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, finished, we finished this movie in 12 hours. It was like one take, one take hold on the, on the movie. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it shows. We know. we know you only took two hours to f***ing do this whole movie straight through with minimal edits because the wigs be misplaced. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the edits and the cuts be a little weird. The uh, scripting uh, is a little offbeat. Tyler Perry, you have your own studio now. You have a whole compound. You can shoot anything that you want to shoot. You have all of the equipment in the world. You have all of the uh, technical know-how. Take some time, bro. Just take some time. Sit down. Write it out. Let somebody else look over it. Edit it. Rework it. Bring it back, do some some mock uh, shoots, put it in front of a focus group to see if it works, and then create a finished product that's that's worthy, that's classic. <laughs> Take your time, bro. No, um, <laughs> yo, all of that was exactly why I disliked him too. But more importantly, I I don't understand why. Why for the life of me? We don't understand why he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire because, like he just told you, it only takes him 15 hours. Do you know how much money you just spent in that? You're saying he's saving his money? He is saving money like a mother right now. (laughs) No wonder. Because, I mean, think about it. He already, like, okay. Excuse me. The thing about Tyler Perry. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> the thing about Tyler Perry is that he is saving money by not having to use so much time. You know, studio time costs money. Editing, you know, to get editors, that costs money. All these things are, you know, within production budget, but at the same time, if you can shave that down, you know what I mean? Think about it. Think about it. Think about this. Think about this. At its most basic level, studio time, like if you go to like some regular smegular studio in the hood, can be somewhere between $30 to $40 an hour. Right. Right? So that's an hour. Now, let's say you're going to get four hours. That's that's the usual. So you're going to pay, what's that, four times three? You're going to pay $120. So, but let's say, I really think I need only eight. I need eight hours. So that's 120 times two. That's 240. You know what I'm saying? But 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 I know all my lyrics. I know what I want to say. I'm not even doing any hooks. I'm just doing verses. And I'm about to and I'm about to push this because I need I need the other really 120 to go make some CDs. So I come in there, bust all this down. I don't pay 240. I only pay 120. I could use that other money somewhere else. 
Yeah, bro. When you are up and coming artist, that makes all the sense in the world. But if you get the deal or if you make a bunch of money and you still independent, you can afford now to take your time in the studio. Ah, hear me out that way. But hear me out though. See, and I like your mind. This is why we co- this is why we are co-pilots now. But hear me out on this. It just this is this is a thought. I am definitely speculating, but I truly believe it. So you just gave me all that information. Here's what makes Tyler Perry a genius for real. See, Tyler Perry, when he was doing his Broadway move, you know, having Medea on the road doing theater, who was who was he targeting? Church folk, black church folk. What are the ages of hardcore black church folk? What, 45 to 80? Yeah, you can say that. Okay. Who watches uh, Hate Me or Love Me? Whatever that corny show he got going on on the own network. What is that called? Oh, well, he got like 30 shows right oh, now. My, no, it's, 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 it's like a bad soap opera. I mean, it's bad. Oh, it's, he got the have and the have nots. That one. Exactly. Oh, my God. Ooh, I mean, they either have a president of the United States character on that. That is. Oh, my God. It is bad. But hear me out. If you are 50 and to like, like 50 to 70 year old black women, they watching that. For sure. He has a core audience. When you have a core audience, you put out whatever they're going to watch that. Well, I, I mean, so think, think, think about this, bro. He does not have a movie in the box office that made only $20 million. All right. right. They, you know what I'm saying? Like a hundred million and better. That's what I'm you. Yo. He he's done it for sure. Like he's done it. And and that's the thing. Like he found his audience and just, you know, he's marketed so the out of that. Like out of his shit, rather. Like all my stuff is going to this age range and they're going to eat it up. It's the same thing that Jay-Z has done for our generation. Jay-Z so- can put on a concert at 60 years old. You go into that. For sure. For sure. So he basically found an assembly line to produce movies, you know, for a demographic that is loyal to him. Exactly. I get it. But what, what we, what he, he could either, like I said, take his time and, and do more, hire more writers, do a little bit more to kind of draw in the range, mm-hmm. put out a better quality product, yes. or he could, could donate his studio to up and coming uh, writers and producers who could make that material, you know, without his, his input, you know what I mean? Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. Why Sammy hates sex and is abstinence equivalent to hating sex? Mm. That's deep. I really didn't know this was Sammy from The Young Sammy. This is so funny, yo. But he does talk about, uh, oh yeah. She said, while Sammy's abstinence is a fact that I hate to see, the singer says that refraining from sex is only one of the ways that he approaches courtship. Now, hold on for a second. Women only act like that to men that they're attracted to. See, all bets are off when she's attracted to you. If she's not attracted to you, she'll listen to any, oh, word, you want to practice abstinence? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, whatever. But if she like you, why would you want to do something like that? 
<laughs> That's what I get out of this. I mean, Sammy is just, you know, I think he's just, you know, speaking from his young heart, you know, and it makes a lot of sense. He, this is a this is a man who wants to be in a monogamous relationship and he he wants to go about it in a very traditional conservative and in my opinion i think a very smart way to be because people are not honest yet people do not want to tell you what they want from you yeah but yeah. It, it, all right so mm-hmm. this is the reason why i'm like it, it's abstinence is equivalent to hating sex Okay. Because abstinence and the whole religious take on sex, it, it either it, it dehumanizes sex, right? It puts it on this this spiritual level, puts it on a pedestal, or it demonizes it, right? So if you marry or in this, in a monogamous relationship, then sex is on a pedestal. It's okay. It's the greatest thing. But if you're not married and you know you're not um, settled down right. and you're promiscuous. Sex is then demonized, but at no point is it normalized or humanized in a way where sex is just a thing that we do as human beings to one, procreate and two, to activate pleasure sensors in our brain that make us feel good. I disagree with that. I think people, I think people with, I don't know. I think people are just not being honest. I think that it just goes, matter of fact, I take that back. It's not that I disagree with what you're saying. You're making a lot of sense. Absolutely. I think that it, 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 what you're saying basically hinders what needs to be done, which is people being honest with each other. People need to be honest with each other. And, and, and this whole thing, and even the fact that like even her reaction to it and women's reaction to, oh, wow, he's going to hold out from sex. He's gonna, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It makes because she clear. likes him and she wants, and then maybe, and maybe even more importantly, now time ain't up, shut up, you know what I'm saying? But more importantly, maybe she wants to, you know, create a narrative that suggests to women, like, yo, you know, let's save him from himself. Yo, find him, go hit him up on your DM, girl. What you talking about? Yeah. And we about to come out with a new album. What you talking about? But people got to be more mature and understand that, you know, sex isn't the thing that changes the dynamics of the relationship. It's your perception of what sex is and what it is that you're giving up. If you, if you find somebody attractive and you vibing with them on that level and you want to have sex with them, then go to ahead and have sex with them. It don't have to be this whole like ceremonious thing that once we have sex, you know, now we have to reconsider our lives and what we mean to each other and all of that. Now, if you want to have sex on that level, you have to be intentional about the reasons why you having sex in the first place. And then you could you can make those decisions. But to, to refrain from having sex for the sake of, you know, you think that it's going to put you in a better position. Now nah, you, you have to be aware and open enough to understand what it is that you want for yourself and what it is that you can contribute to someone else in a relationship. And then you can f-ing move based on that as opposed to whether we're going to have sex or not. What do you hate about dating? I hate, I hate the getting to know you phase because I feel like in dating that part it starts off with a bang, but then it gets a little awkward for me, you know, because it's like, 
you're you're talking to this person, you're getting to know them. They're they're pretty interesting, but then, you know, there's this whole dynamic shift of you know if they like you, then there's a shift, and then there's an expectation that's set, and it feels rushed to me. You know what I mean? And then if you're dating, you know, multiple people, it's kind of trying to figure out how to balance between your attention between all of these different people and not being connected enough yet to decide like, yo, I, I, I need to focus on this person and give them my undivided attention um, and then let these other people kind of figure it out. So, yeah, I, I don't want to go through that awkward phase of dating. Um, yeah, I'd rather be friends with the person, you know, without the expectation of dating. And then if it transitions into something romantic, I think that would be more ideal for me. I actually like dating. Okay. I do. I don't mind. I, I like to go out. I like to meet women. I like to, you know, check out their personalities. I've had, I, I don't think I've had too many bad dates in my lifetime. Honestly. You know, only because I don't, I don't expect anything after. Not trying to act like a good guy, just being realistic. I don't expect much. It's more of the women, the women, the woman, or women, depending on how, how, how dope you roll. They're going to let you know that they want to come back with you. Some, whether it's a hotel, your house, whatever, you know, they'll let you know. They'll let you know. It could be subtle. But they'll let you know. But the issue with it, again, why someone probably could hate relationships, I mean, hate relationships, sorry, hate dating, is the honesty part of it. Let's say you are someone, let's say you are a woman who is dating multiple people. How are you verbalizing that to the person you're dating, right? Like the person that's taking you out right now on your first date. How do you verbalize that? The smartest thing probably to do is not to say anything at all. But what if you hit it off with this person? At some point, you may have to tell them or at least try to get rid of two of them. But if you don't want to do that, which you are in every right to do, you don't have to, you can, you know, try to find room for the fifth one, whatever. <laughs> the, the thing is, the thing is, you don't know how the other person is going to take it. Yeah, that part. That part. You know what I mean? So those those things for me that's why i'm very aggressive in my you know i know i've said a lot of i haven't said it on this podcast but to my my co-pilot over here we've talked so many times i mean we've talked to each other for like what 20 hundred years but so i've always made this point of aggression where you know when i know women have multiple people yeah, they, they always say i got friends it's, i'm basically hey well look let's let's get this out the way like it's out of we we like each other on a, you know, we, we find each other sexually attractive, physically attractive, whichever way you want to make that terminology. Or, you know, maybe we can just, you know, maybe, maybe we can just be cool, be friends. And that has worked. And sometimes it hasn't worked. And I'm okay with it not working because it's the honesty that I'm looking for. I don't need to be a part of a woman life, a woman's life that has multiple people she's running around with. And that's no knock to her. She can have that. I just don't need it if you're not going to be real about it. 
And I'm pretty sure a woman would do the same thing if I wasn't being real about it. Because that has been their complaint for a very long time. They just ask for honesty. Oh, keep it real with me. Because some women may be down with it. A lot of women that say they wouldn't date a married man, that's a lot. They will date a married man. So as long as you tell them that you're married first. Right. So I, I really believe that people hate rela- oh, relationships. Let's say it again. People hate dating because there's no real honesty. It's really just whining, dining, and exchange of money, and exchange of an experience, hoping to get laid. And that's just from the man's perspective. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. 